Wow. Praise Jesus. How's everybody doing? They're doing good. It does feel good in here. What is this? I'm just curious, man. Okay. Nice. Oh, for your brother? Wow, what's going on? Okay. Yeah, in Jesus' name. Wow, so Hogan, they got wild, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember being with you all. So it was two years ago then. I, I was trying to remember. Was it two years ago? And uh, Callie, what's up, girl? Good. She's amazing. Um, have you announced yet your... Okay, so we'll wait on that. Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. <laughs> Might as well tell you. Yeah, anyway, I'm excited, proud of her, and she's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before we get going, too, I, I want to honor Miles and Lisa. Can we give them a hand? Kingdom Awakening. Yeah. Uh, they are the real deal. Honor and love you guys dearly. I was trying to remember, so it was two years ago, and I'll never forget the hotel we were at. Yeah, I saw either in a dream or vision Hogan walking down the hallway, and I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> uh, but it told me a lot about you guys, and I, I know that to be true, man, and just want you all to know they're the real deal. Um, how many of you are under Kingdom Awakening? So yeah, a good bit of you, everybody that's not, you need to know they are the real deal Holyfield. <laughs> and that's just slang for Jesus-loving, Bible-thumping, you know what I mean? Heaven-filled folks, and, and they're just refreshing to me, and it's an honor to be here um, with you guys. So let's just jump in. It feels really uh, good in here. And I'm seeing all kind of carpet space. That's just a gold mine to me. I'm just seeing bodies everywhere. I'm just, just being honest with you. <laughs> In my years of ministry, you start to assess the situation. And I'm like, oh, we got, oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And Corey lied to y'all, man. He's the greater one. Don't ever believe that. He's my hero, a general, a legend, and uh, love him to no end. But uh, come on, Jesus, man. Y'all want to just go for it? Is it okay? Feels really good in here. But anyway, yeah, I'm just seeing, I mean, we can just stack it, you know, wherever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, anyway, there's one thing I saw on the plane flying here, and uh, I think it make it a little swirly if that's okay, but God loves that. You know, he's into it. And like Miles said, I want to encourage you guys just to be hungry. That's all your job. That's all you have to do is be hungry. It's pretty awesome. He, he kept it simple for us. Thank God. And he says, the hungry shall be filled. And you may be all put together and not so much of the manifestations. And that's awesome. I can relate, actually. But heaven may thump you. <laughs> I've seen it. And he may not. But if you're hungry, that's all that matters. And um, he'll touch you powerfully. And that's what I'm at. John, what's up, man? I didn't see you. Was he gone when I saw you, Linda? Okay. Anyway, definitely have to honor Pastor John and Linda, Store on Ministries. If you can give them a hand. They're incredible. Miles, do you know them? Okay, yeah. Yeah, you guys got to link up. And how far is Maine from here? Sorry, that's probably a dumb question. Are you guys far from here? Oh, that's not bad at all. Oh, we're going to do a big throwdown shindig or something, some big Holy Ghost explosion. Yeah, man, that may be, I may be prophesying or something because they're, yeah, you guys, man, that could get out of hand. Smash some lobster after. <laughs> I don't know. 
I mean, that's got to be in there somewhere. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm from Louisiana. Some of you that, that don't know me, we have a lobster. They're amazing. They're just real small. They're called crawfish. <laughs> you boil them, you know, but they look the same. They're just mini. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, um, but I think it may get a little swirly if that's okay. And um, I'll go ahead and share that first because I'm excited about it. My son Judah, you want to stand? Super proud of him. If you give him a hand. Yeah. He, uh, he'll travel with me quite a bit. My daughter was just with me. We were in New York last weekend. How many of you know it's really important that we raise our children in the anointing, in the presence of God, and just go for it? They're going to far surpass us, I can, I can tell you. Bella, what's up? Abby, the whole row, yeah. I'm, I'm mixing the, the names up, but um, they're going to far. I tell my children this all the time. Listen, man, we're just barely scratching the surface. You guys are going to um, really take this thing further than we ever knew. You guys know that? And so don't, like, candy coat it. I mean, you may need to chop it up. Worship team, amazing. Give them a hand. <laughs> we're doing all the, the honoring. Yeah, you guys are amazing. Such a rich, rich presence. But, you know, you, you may need to sometimes chop it up into bite-sized pieces, but you don't come off of the richness of the presence in, in God. And, and you just raise them up going after heaven. Just want to encourage you guys. How many have, have kids in here? Yeah. I mean, since they were little, uh, my children, we just go for Jesus. You know, there's nothing else out there anyway that's more important. And I don't even know in this hour, we've got to go for it, man. You can feel it. Like, quit playing games. And I may get a little harsh at sometimes, but my harsh is super gentle. It's, it's all bathed in grace and love, but Bobby, what's up? Um, anyway, I'm seeing all kind of people, but um, he saw some things too, and just want to share it with you all, and, and um, but my uh, daughter hopefully will come next time. Zoe, she's 18, Judah's 17, meaning I'm getting super old. It's crazy. My daughter's driving, uh, my gray hairs are multiplying by the day. Any of you men ever trying to, you pluck a gray one and like five come back the next day? It's the whole sowing and reaping. It's just the back, it doesn't work. Galatians 6. <laughs> it's biblical. Uh, but anyway, I'll go ahead and share one of the things on the plane I saw was a jar full of um, a substance that was pickled, I knew. And uh, it said, never seen anything like this before in my life, but I love God. How many of you know the prophetic and God how speaks mysterious ways and symbols and things? It's all throughout the word. If you really are hungry and read the scripture from that lens, it's, I mean, all throughout. It's the nature of God. It's his desire often to conceal matters, his glory, Proverbs says, but it's your glory to search things out. He'll conceal them in mysteries. Um, Acts 10, Peter's on the rooftop in prayer hungry. Bible says he was hungry. How many of you ever been hungry and tried to pray? It's super difficult sometimes. Peter was up. And uh, so he was hungry in prayer. It says he goes into a vision. A sheet came down three times. This is Acts 10.10. 10. Unclean animals, a bunch of bacon in the sheets, all this stuff. God's like, eat. He's like, what not? You know, I'll never eat anything unclean. Three times this happens. And Peter, spokesman on the day of Pentecost, right-hand man with Jesus in the top three, Peter, James, and John, Mount of Transfiguration. I mean, if anybody knew the voice of the Lord, it was him. And if you read closely, it says he came out of the vision and pondered as to what the vision might have meant, meaning he didn't have a clue. Holy Spirit revealed to him, that's the three, the three sheets is the three Gentiles about to come to your door. Go with them. They need the Holy Spirit. And so all that being said, God speaks in mysterious symbols and things like this. So I see a... Uh, a pickled jar substance. I didn't see what it was in the jar. I knew it was pickled. 
because I was to see the word on it, and it said Mephibosheth on the jar. Read it when you have time, but that's the son of Jonathan. You all know the story that do, those of you that don't read it on your own time, but it's a beautiful upgrade coming to somebody in a supernatural way of favor. David, listen, because of God's goodness, David said, look, I want to honor Jonathan, basically, because he was so close to him. Is there anybody left in Saul's lineage, his family? He calls out. He found a servant to Saul. He said, sure enough, Meshavah or whatever, I'm horrible with it. Just saw it on the jar. <laughs> and, uh, but he's alive, his grandson, Jonathan's son. He says, bring him right up to my table. He'll eat next to me all the days of his life. It's a major favor, an upgrade of somebody that has felt like you've almost been ignored and downtrodden. If you read his whole story, actually, the earlier um, he got dropped and things like this, he was crippled. And so he was in a crippled state. Somebody in here, I'm telling you, and it may land with many of you, you felt crippled in destiny. And listen, only heaven can do this stuff. I don't know how he does it, but I love it, especially when he speaks prophetically. We know it's his desire, it's his word, it's his will. But when he speaks in a now word like this prophetically, there's a great unction going to happen in an upgrade of favor where now you just go through a door you never thought could have opened. And you get called up by heaven to eat with the king and his table in destiny. Does that make sense to some of you guys? But <laughs> sad to say for some of you, if you're religious, happy if you aren't, you're going to get smashed with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's all I'm saying because uh, the Lord knows I know this, that um, one of the original definitions for baptism, which is the Holy Spirit immersed, is uh, one of them is, is for original recipe uh, for pickling pickles. It means baptismo, uh, for pickling pickles, meaning you, you will, it, look, if you're hungry, if you're not, the Lord will skip you, but trust me, you want to be hungry. Um. You will be immersed in the Holy Spirit completely. Have you ever seen a pickle that was still halfway a cucumber? <laughs> They're completely immersed, every fiber of its being. In the Holy Spirit, I believe we're going to make room here in a second. It's going to sweep through this building, and I'm going to be right in the pile of bodies with you, hopefully, because <laughs> I want to be have a fresh baptismo of the Holy Spirit. How many of you want to be pickled by God? Okay, wow, okay, <laughs> hungry bunch. All hands went up, okay. So there aren't any religious people in here. That, that helps. <laughs> but if you are, oh man, I love you, and so does God. And usually here, the first one he's going to come at. I've seen it. He'll, man, <laughs> he's sneaky. He is super sneaky. And, uh, but, yeah, so Mephibosheth, read it when you have time. But there's a major upgrade. I'm taking a hold of that too prophetically. There's something to do. His whole life got spun around instantly by a major door, major, major favor. And that's going to be really good. Um. Mine's all over the place, but let me, let me share this before I get going. Um, so, Miles, I was on a plane, man, and I saw you. Glorious flight, praise God. Lately, man, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a mask guy. I don't like them, man. They're very restricting. They hinder the glory. I'm teasing. No, I'm teasing. No, no, but if you wear them, they're, I mean, they got some cool-looking ones, I don't know, you know, to each his own. But to me, I'm just not a big fan. So, usually, I'm the guy pushing you right up to the limit. Not, I'm very considerate of people. Not trying to be that guy, but also just not a big fan. So, uh, but this was great, man. They weren't bothering us on the flight. It, it, you know, it depends on who you get. Last week with my daughter, it got a little, little interesting. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. And uh, I was preaching out a security guy. I'm just, just, we'll just stop there. I was like, I was like, listen, man, I don't, you know, I was like, I had to like calm down, but I was, I just, I love the Bible and I don't like fear. That's all my problem is. And when I sense fear, I'm not a big fan of it, you know. 
And so I love people. I just don't like the substance of fear trying to come on people. It's not God, man. It's not in the Bible. And I don't like anything that's not in the Bible. If it contradicts the word. You've got Apostle Paul. This is one of zillions of stories throughout the word. Just goes to get a little firewood. And I, I love that you said the authority. Might have been sensing the authority of God. Listen, the severity of God is so beautiful and filled with love. But he's starting to turn a new chamber and reveal himself and show up through mouthpieces in profound ways. And he's look, making no bones about it. You can sense that I'm seeing it in a secret place. I'm seeing it through dreams to my own children. We finished a Daniel fast both, uh, two ago, and my son goes in a dream. He saw Jesus as judge, literally crying on the way to the gym, saying, I never want to see that side of him again. See, he's very good, long-suffering, kind, patient, slow to anger. But also, Hebrews 10 says, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Listen to me, the angel, and, you know, we're just going to go here. Is that okay? It's the Bible. It's in your book, too. There's an angel flying around in the end times bringing the good, good news, and the first thing about his mouth is like, fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is going to come back in such a profound way through mouthpieces. I'm telling you, the fear of the Lord, and it's beautiful. It's his love, but that reverential awe, you're going to see it come first and foremost back on the forefront through mouthpieces that were like a hammer. And uh, in love, it's his loving kindness that leads us to repentance, but he's not playing games. So anyway, um, but I, I find myself, because I don't like that at all. I love the people. I'm just like, fear. Paul, he's trying to start a fire, man. Grab some firewood, shipwrecked on the Isle of Malta. And you all know the story. A viper latched onto him, shook it off in the fire. He says, no, no, let's go ahead. The, the s'mores are still on. Get the marshmallows, the Hershey's, graham crackers, you know what I mean? And he makes s'mores. Deadly viper, he shakes off in the fire, you know, and, uh, and, and that's all, man. I, I really, listen to me, fear God, revere him and his word and what Jesus did and stay on that and, uh, and just really start to mute the other voices. I want to encourage you guys, really crank up the volume in his voice, crank up the volume of intimacy and mute the other voices that would negate this and counter this, you know. So I'm telling the guy, he, he was like, whoa, okay, I was a little passionate. That switch hit, I can feel it. And I'm like, no, help me, Holy Spirit, because I want to be tactful and kind. But also I can feel there's a, there's a thin line there. So I said, listen, man, look, I don't expect your world to be, you know, mine. I know what you know, but I, I believe what I know, and I know what I believe. I said, listen to me. I just went for it. I'm like, man, I got you now. Y'all came to say hello to me. And, uh, but it was, a, it was kind of a misunderstanding. that the, the stewardess, I've been flying every weekend. We've been cool. But she was really fearful, so bless her heart. But she had on not only the face mask, but the shield. She's like Darth Vader, man. Just, you know, and just like really. And again, if I don't care if you wear it, it's fine. But, but so I was in prayer on the plane. I was about to go preach in New York. And I was just in presence, man. So sweet. And all of a sudden, ta, 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 ta. she's like, sir, mask up, mask up. And I was like, oh, yeah, sorry, ma'am. I totally forgot. I was just in the presence. And, uh, and, but I didn't like that, man. You know, you can do anything. We start getting my, distracting my secret place. We got problems. <laughs> Instant enemy. And, uh, but no, we were fine. And she just told me that once. Next time the guy, but I had my snacks and whatever. And that was it. And I, I get off the plane and um, I had went to the restroom and they, they told my daughter, and, and, but we were good. We, we, you know. But I get off the plane, the security guy's waiting on me. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I said, bro, you got me now. I'm, you, you're going to hear it. So, uh, so I said, listen to me. You know, I don't know what y'all, your world is, but I'm just telling you, man, I'm a preacher of the gospel, and you need to know I've seen deaf ears pop open by the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ. Also, 
legs shorter than the other. I'm, I'm right here up, up on him in love, but he can, he's sitting there, oh, okay, <laughs> we got one of these. I said, I've seen the legs. <laughs> I can feel it, man. And, uh, and I've been telling my kids, I could, you know, I can tell, and I want to do well. I just want to love people. But there's a thin line between Jesus Christ, though, and the fear of the Lord and the raw gospel and faith and power, and, and I love him. He's real. And I, that's all. So it's funny. I was on the phone with Todd yesterday. You all know Dreadlocks, uh, Todd White. He's wild. And he's something, boy. There's only one of him. And good luck trying to rein him in. Anyway, <laughs> it just ain't going to happen. And uh, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm on the phone. He's going in Walmart. Hey, ma'am, God bless you. How's your back? And I'm, and I'm sitting there just waiting for him to be done. He's like, yeah. He's like, okay, just checking, man. And then, uh, anyway, but, uh, but I thought I said, look, I've seen legs shorter than the other grow out by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't, and you're going to talk to me about some COVID thing. I just told him straight up. I was like, listen, I want to just uh, get that faith and power in, in what Jesus did. He, it's way more real. It takes precedent over everything. The blood of Jesus is the most powerful substance to ever be shed, and it remains throughout eternity. Same yesterday, today, and forever, you know. And uh, again, I don't condone doing things that are foolish, you know. Wash your hands, that's fine. But I'm just saying. <laughs> and so he's sitting there. He goes, he goes, amen, amen. <laughs> he goes, amen. <laughs> and I said, look, I apologize, man. I'm passionate. But bless you, we shook hands and we were good. But, uh, but I will be honest, I was... I, I was uh, <laughs> I will be honest, I was like, man, I wonder if I got red flagged because I fly with them so often, you know, Delta, it hubbed out of Atlanta. So I was going to watch today, and they, no, we were good. Actually, they came and, and congratulated Judah because he's up and in status because he's been flying with me so much. But I was watching him. I was like, seeing if we were red flagged. But anyway, but Miles, on the plane, in sweet presence, thank you, Lord, I saw you, man, turn a master lock. The black dial one specifically, they're master locks where you run codes. I think it's like right once, twice left, right once, the high school locker ones. Uh, I saw you turn it to the number 33, and I knew it would unlock. So there's something on you, man. And even the name of your ministry, I'm, I'm just thinking in worship, bro. It's so prophetic right now for this hour. Uh, but before we go there, um, th so that obviously 33 is the age Jesus Kind of completed his earthly ministry, but began a new one, so to speak, and was resurrected. There's something to do, I feel, with a shift right now. And, and I'm glad we didn't talk more because, you know, we hadn't caught up. But where, where you've been in the will of God, and I know you guys are getting it done and just rocking it for, for the kingdom. But there's something to do with the stop of an old and the start of a new. And a real resurrection of the Lord and power and heavenly realm on you, in you, and through, through you. Something to do with the supernatural, the kingdom. See, because now 33 on, he's now resurrected, Lord. And there's something to do with the kingdom. You unlocking the kingdom realm in a new way of power and authority, man, that's beautiful from that dimension here. Ephesians 2, 6 says, we're seated in heavenly places with Christ. And, um, and it's beautiful, too. If you look in Matthew 24, uh, not a popular chapter, but very biblical again, obviously, and I love it. Kind of the parameters and infrastructure for how the end times will unfold. Uh, Jesus gives, read it when you have time, Matthew 24, where there's like eight kind of uh, prerequisites that have to check off before the Lord returns. All right. Well, the eighth and final one is the gospel, read it specifically, the gospel of the kingdom will be preached around the world. And that's a very specific, it's, it's, you have to read it strictly for that word and break it down. 
you know, in the Greek and read it, the gospel of the kingdom. Listen, there's the, the gospel is the gospel, the good news of, of Jesus. Most of us hear the gospel. We think salvation, and it should be definitely included in the kingdom. But the gospel of the kingdom is a big, big difference. It includes salvation, but it goes way deeper. It, it focuses on his, the Lord's return, setting up camp and running his kingdom here now and preparing the way for the kingdom to return. And it's a lot of heavenly realm, his kingdom reigning uh, through Christ. Uh, and you also see in Acts, when Jesus rose again 40 days, he was in the earth. You all knew that? Died, rose again. He pit stopped in the earth for 40 days before he went to heaven. Do you all know that? That's where he says, Thomas, touch my side. My middle name's Thomas after my dad. I was like, what were y'all thinking, man? Doubting Thomas, the only <laughs> disciple that has the bad rap. And you, okay, you know, let's see how it is. No. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but my mom, she was going to name me Joshua Paul. I was like, oh, that's pretty gangster in a, in a Holy Spirit way. <laughs> but she was all depressed. And, you know, you know women, that the emotions, I can't imagine what you go through with the post, you know, just pregnancy and crying. And she didn't know what to be felt pressured because she had to put something on the birth certificate. So I think it was still the Lord, hopefully. Brian means virtue, but they just named my middle name after my dad. So, um, But ironic enough, I had a pretty profound encounter with uh, Thomas, he brought the gospel to India, was martyred for the Lord, and, and it was really profound, one of the most profound heavenly encounters I've had tied into him. Um, but Jesus died, rose again, stopped off in the earth for 40 days. And if you read closely, he talked to the disciples about the kingdom. I read it afresh lately, and I was like, hold up, man. Hold on, that, that's the only thing it highlights, not like, Peter, how's your wife, man? How's it been? You're holding it down. You know, listen, the Holy Ghost is coming soon. He did, but it says he specifically talked to them about the kingdom. Listen, there's, there's definitely the gospel of salvation. One of my best friends in all the world, Daniel Kalinda, is like one of the highest level gunners I know in, in souls and slinging nets and harvest and salvation. And, and Todd White as well, but he would be one-on-one, -on -one, man, guru. You, if you get in his presence and you're lost, you're, you're done. You're going to get born again. You don't stand a chance. One on one. So soul, salvation, it's all included, but it goes much further. Salvation is the threshold you step over into to be born again. But then from there, the progression of his reflection in us, becoming the bride, and also his kingdom coming to return and reign. And there's something on you with that man, and um, it's interesting. The gospel of the kingdom has to, will be, you'll start to see it, I believe, as an overriding theme coming through mouthpieces in the earth. The fear of the Lord, the gospel of the kingdom. It includes salvation, but it goes much further. Is this making sense to you guys? You'll start seeing it. The Lord's by the Holy Spirit is going to start popping it up in people's hearts and going deeper through the Word. It's going to unlock by revelation and mystery. And kingdom awakening, bro. It's just an end-time thing on you guys, and, and it's awesome. So um, uh, what are we watching here on time? Are we uh, – oh, really? So grace is full of grace. <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> Awesome. I do want to leave plenty of time because I just want to lay hands on each and everybody. We'll just go for it. You, you all have catchers. Yep, my son can catch you too. He's been in the gym. <laughs> um, yep, I want to share this. My son saw this one in worship. He didn't know what it meant. No, often we don't have time. He'll just lean over and be like, Papa, I saw this. He's a, a real seer. He's just as he was very young. When he was age of three, my daughter is too, though. Um, but since he was three, I went into a vision and saw he would have a call like Daniel. And we're very prophetic, so I was like, thank God I can maybe help him a little bit, you know, because if it was something else like pastoral, I'd be like, oh, praise God, help him, you know what I'm saying, or something. In, uh, uh, but sure enough, four years later, at the age of seven, he starts going into open-eyed visions. It was crazy. 
Um, I remember one, I was preaching in Brazil, and uh, he goes into an open-eyed vision. I had seen him in several of these. My mom had not. So my mom was watching the, the kids I was preaching in Brazil, and she calls me up, Judah's hallucinating. I don't know what's happening. She thought he was in a hallucination. <laughs> but he'll literally go into a vision, and he can see you still, but the spirit world opens up too, and he can see them both. How many of you want your eyes to be open to see what happens? Yeah, man, this is Bible. This is Jesus. It's real, you know, and, and uh, some of us are scared of these things, and I get it, um, you know, but also I think the Lord desires us to be hungry, to, first and foremost, to intimately know him, but from that, to know his voice, you can obey as well, and he speaks through this realm of seeing. Ears to hear, the most repeated phrase Jesus ever used was, he that has ears to hear what the Spirit would say. He is unlocking spiritual ears like never before in this hour. So she began to tell, so what is he saying? What is he saying? And sure enough, he foresaw, uh, anyway, a presidential election. He was doing a mathematical equation in it. He was like 50 minus 38. And he named the president 50 minus 38. I was like, that's 12. That's the number of government. And, and he, it was just real Daniel-like mysteries. Handwriting on the wall type stuff. And uh, sure enough, it came to pass. He's 10 at that time. Didn't know anything about government, anything. Another fun one. How many of you know God has great humor? I love to share this one. He was young, and I started to just have to learn how to house it, you know. But all that being said, I want to build your faith. And also when the, you know, um, I want to, encourage, again, encourage you to really stir your children up to go for it. Listen, to fall madly in love with Jesus. If they're real young, would encourage you to take them corporately in the living room to pray together with them. But as they get older, teach them, look, you need daily bread. You need Jesus' presence, his manifest presence, and his voice coming directly out of his mouth to you more than anything you ever need this day. Please hear me. This is adults, all of us. The, the most valuable thing you can ever go for and attain on a daily basis is him, his presence and his voice. And the devil, uh, trust me, he'll come checking you out. He's like, no, 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 stop them now. Give me the gifted ones. Give me the studied ones, which I'm still for. I went to Bible college. The Bible says study to show yourself approved. But my whole point is intimate abiders who dwell in the shadow of the Almighty, those, the devil's like, stop them now. Stop them. Stop them early. Bring distraction, discouragement, whatever. Because those that will fall madly in love with him, um, that you just can't stop them. And that's what this whole thing's really about. So anyway, uh, young, a young one, he, he goes into a dream. He was probably, man, seven or eight. Papa, I had the craziest dream last night. I see, uh, I saw this wild pack of chihuahuas, you know, the Taco Bell dog. With the little cute ears, man, I, I gave one a mouthful of Nike in, in Puerto Rico. Sorry, just no, Dominican Republic. Sorry. He, was, he needed to be humbled, though. He was way too bold, trying to bite me. I was running. Anyway, I, <laughs> he just thought he was a Doberman pincher. I was like, homie, you're, you weigh like five pounds. You snap at me again. And I, was, I found a sweet block in Dominican Republic I was preaching. And every time I'd come around and hit by his house, he just had to... He was snapping at my ankles, so I was like, I didn't see the owners around. I said, look, he needs to be humbled. And I love animals. <laughs> I love pets, and we have a dog. But it just worked out perfect, man. He was coming. I was in back stride, Nike Air Maxis. He came in, and, and, he, and he hit a, about a 720 that way. But he was fine. <laughs> but he was humbled. We were like best friends after this. I kept coming around the block, and he just, he'd stay behind and look at me, just kind of like, we're, we're good. <laughs> we're good. I was like, love you, buddy. But look, you're not as big as you think you are. No. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, Judah's like, wild pack of chihuahuas, craziest dream, uh, running around attacking people. 
I was like, okay, that, you know, that must have been too much pizza. That was, that's strange. Kid you not, like that day or something, we walk in somewhere in a headline news. I was on the television saying, craziest thing, the headlines, wild pack of chihuahuas is break, bro broke loose in Arizona attacking people. <laughs> I was like, what in the world? Headline news in Arizona. We're in Louisiana. And uh, just wild stuff he'll see. <laughs> You know, I realize the Lord's like, look, listen, man, listen, I have a sense of humor, but the, the young ones can, can hear my voice. And so, um, but he leaned over and worshiped tonight and he saw, we're growing in interpretation, learning what all it means, um, you know, but I don't have time to tell him. But he, he was like, strangest thing, I saw like a zoomed in ver version up close of leeches in the place of somebody's um, eyebrows, okay? And he here's what it is. Leeches obviously suck the blood, which is the life of somebody. Your eyebrows protect are meant to protect you from like the sweat of your brow. It's God's genius design. But there's somebody that the, there's been a striving and, a, and hard work that's sucking the life out of you. And the enemy's trying to right now. Um, and just the sweat of your brow, things like this, that I believe God's going to set you free of. Heart works probably in the spirit, but also there's just been a, a real tireless sweating in the life. You feel like life's been sucked out of you. And um, I know it's going to land differently with different people, but when the Lord reveals, he heals. So the remedy by the Spirit is going to come, not by your might or strength, but, but by his Spirit. I believe it's going to come in a fresh new way, Zechariah 4. And, uh, but there's something to do with the enemy trying to get you off into a Martha thing, even where you just strive and, and by the sweat of your brow, and it's, it's literally sucking the life out of you. Does that make sense to you guys? And that's not always the Lord. Uh, listen, we work hard, we're busy. But also Jesus is the one that says, come to me, all you who are weary, all you who have leeches for eyebrows. <laughs> I'm teasing. He says, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. His yoke is super easy. Look, Jesus, the same one that worked so hard at the gospel, he didn't even eat at times, Jesus. But also he's got that ornate ability about him. He'll give you a yoke, which is basically put around cows next to pull. And his always has all caps on it, written rest. Jesus, he can take that heavy yoke of this world, the sweat of your brow, the life being sucked out. Some of you feel drained, like, man, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Well, he wants to turn the chapter on that tonight, impart the spirit of the Lord and give you rest. And so, um, and then also he saw measuring uh, kind of device. He just knew it was to measure in the shape of an L. And L is the 12th letter of the alphabet. Again, those are the prophetic symbols. That's why I kind of prefaced it. But it's ascending. It's usually a commissioning. Apostolic doesn't mean you're an office of, but it's a sent one. So there's something to do with measuring somebody uh, to send them out. A fresh sending going to happen, and I just want to pray for that. How many of you know Acts 13 is beautiful? I always quote this one. Paul and Barnabas were in a season under the titles of prophets and teachers. Paul and Barnabas and the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me out of this group. Paul and Barnabas, specifically them two, set them apart for me. They fasted and, and uh, prayed, laid hands on, and the Holy Spirit sent them. There was a sending that happened. And literally the next chapter in 14, they're under the title of apostles, meaning sent ones. So all that being said, there can be installments or seasons of your life where the Lord sends you in a fresh commissioning. Does that make sense? A fresh sending and assignment and a grace for it. Because I've heard it said, and I love this, that there were some that went and there were some that were sent. And you don't want to be those that just went. Does that make sense? That's like you get out in the sailboat. I saw some beautiful ones today on the way here, wherever we were. Took a bunch of wrong turns, and, but we got here. When you go into those tunnels in Boston, your GPS just like deuces. It's like, no, nah, I don't work under bridges. 
You know what I'm saying? You better hear the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and, uh, but I saw some beautiful sailboats. But when you start to operate like that, you know, it's like you jump in the boat and throw up your, your sail. And if you went and weren't sent, the wind doesn't come. And your sail just sits there flat. Have you ever been in those seasons? You're like, Lord, but you said. He's like, yeah, but you missed the timing. And I've done that a bunch. And uh, it's a big old fat Martha, typically, or, or Ishmael. Um, but let's jump in. That's some of the prophetic things. And then I want to lay hands on you guys. But, uh-oh. <laughs> He's like, I don't want the sailboat not to go anywhere. <laughs> you better have some wind. Yeah, come on, Jesus. So, and, yeah, and then we'll be back tomorrow morning, 1030. You said, okay. How many of you will be back in the morning? Come on, man. Stay for the whole thing. And you do not want to miss Miles' session. Listen to me. What he's carrying is going to get saucy. He's carrying the word of the Lord. He's going to lock that 33 chamber and just look out. But um, I want to talk to you real briefly, uh, a few things just from my heart, and then make room um, for the Holy Spirit to come. But something I've just been sensing of the Lord lately, and it's, it's beautiful, but also to continue just to build into this conference of um, the purity and, and the intimacy of the Lord that he's been purging and, and producing in people that's so beautiful. And uh, it's just a consistent theme. Listen, I've been preaching almost every weekend since things lightened up, and it, it doesn't matter the way he shows me. Uh, I see what he's doing. He's after his bride. How many of you feel like you, you walk with the Lord in here? You're born again. Well, okay, hold on. How many are born again? Okay. How many of you just lazy at first? Didn't want to raise your hand <laughs> a bunch. Anyway, listen, if you're in here and you kind of don't know, honestly, born again, and what's this guy talking about? Sometimes there's just one or two, listen to me, and they, they can be in here. Um, I was lost, really, really lost, so I'm 42 now. Yeah. You know how when you get older, you totally forget your age. You have to think about it. Man, I'm there. Anyway, uh, uh, to the age of 20, uh, I was really, really out there. Um, steeped in sin, you know, really fell quick for the whole carrot and bait trap. And, and you never get it, though, in the world. There's that dangling carrot. And the enemy will make it look like whatever you, he wants, you want it to look like, but you'll never get it. And I chased it up to the age of 20. Before you know it, I had felonies. I uh, was fully depressed by clinical, whatever the doctors tell you, on all kind of antidepressants, plus illegal drugs, alcohol, felonies. It was bad. The Lord was cornering me. I was getting down, I couldn't even blink twice in the city or I'd get arrested. It was bad. My whole crew, we were on the list watching. And, and uh, I was raised in church, but I just didn't know any better. You know, I didn't know. I, I quickly fell for the world's trap. And Jesus came knocking, man, at the age of 20, September 90, 1998. And I got born again in the upper room of this church. This pastor led me to the Lord. I went home, was weeping. Because I'd met Jesus Christ. Listen to me, young ones, too. There's no, there is nothing else in this earth that matches him. I, I can tell you from both sides. There is, I feel sorry for the world now. It's so empty. It's a trap, a lie from hell. It's, it just bind, binds you. It's like a spider web that you fly into or the light that the flies, flies love and they're attracted to, and then you'll get fried in the end. It's the spider web that you, you just, it's, oh, but it's the broad path. It looks, I, I've got more choices and freedom now. I can do what I want when I want it. This has got to be the way for me. But the broad path, there's a lot of spider webs there. 
And what happens is you start to fly along the way and you get trapped in one. You think, I can get myself out. You start to wiggle a little bit. You get more bound, more tied up, and you can't get out without the blood of Jesus. It's impossible. The lies, the rejection that happens. Anyway, I definitely didn't mean to go here. But somebody, listen, you may be on the fence, whatever it is, the narrow path is what you want. Jesus says, look, the narrow path leads to life. The, the most free path there ever was and is in the earth is the narrow path, meaning the bondages of this world. Hebrews says that you and I are supposed to throw off those sins that so easily spiderweb us. They entangle us, the sins of this world. And if you ever had a question, so anyway, I'm weeping, man. I'm like, I found, what have I been doing my whole life, which I was only 20, but I was like, oh, 20 years. And I'm in my room. Now I live in a condo with my brother. He was lost. I was worse off. He was lost and actually called my parents worried about me. He said, listen, watch out, man. Brian's out there. I was really, really out there. Because I've got this. I'm thankful for it on the kingdom side because I'm kind of all in. If I'm in something, I'm all in. But it doesn't work so well if you're on the wrong side of the kingdom. You know what I mean? If you're on the other side. And that was the problem. And uh, it's funny. He's lost. And even I found out years later, he called my parents. and was like, look, watch out. Something's, you know, anyway. But the problem he had is I got born again. Now we live together. And I'm radical. Not a lot of wisdom, but, but super zealous, madly in love with Jesus. And so I'm in the other room, oh, weeping, just worshiping Jesus. He's like, shut up. <laughs> Turn your music down. I'm like, you shut up. You need to get born again. No, not really. But I'm just like, well, you can feel it in the house. And uh, I'm just in love with Jesus. You know, he's brand new. And, and I'm just like, man, the sky was bluer. The grass is greener. And how do you know it's not all roses, though? You, you've got to walk it out. The enemy talks loud, and you just follow Jesus. And um, I want to encourage you guys tonight, like literally, come get me personally or uh, Miles or their leadership. Listen, if you're like, I just don't know, you know, or I once walked with the Lord deeper, and I want to be back there again, come, we'll, we'll pray with you. And Jesus will light you on fire. He, he, that's what's so beautiful about him. If you get off track, he, can, he just needs your heart after him. He can put you back on the track instantaneously. You know, some seeds that were sowed, you can definitely reap. I'm just not going to candy coat it for you. But nevertheless, in him, he can put you right back on track. And so, um, but this purity I've been seeing him emphasize, that's all, in, in different ways throughout the word. He's just really um, kind of taking it to another level in a very beautiful way, the Lord. As he's looking at his bride, and listen, Revelation says the bride prepares herself and makes herself ready. And I'm seeing this greater emphasis on us aligning with him. You know what I'm saying? Listen to me. I'm full out for the grace of God. We, we couldn't do anything outside of it. He, we're righteous in Christ. One of my favorites before I go there is Hebrews 10, 14. It's debatable, but, you know, most people think Hebrews wrote, wrote, uh, Paul wrote Hebrews. But anyway, Hebrews 10, 14, the author writes, I love it. Read it in the different versions. My favorite would be the NLT on this one. But it says, what's up, man? I love your earrings. They're like portals, man. That's awesome, dude. You, so you can put different colors in there? Dude, how long did that take? And I just touched one of the portals. Whoa. What's your name? Nick. Nice to meet you, buddy. How old are you? 24. So cool. You from the area? Salem. Wow. So how long did that take? Wow. Come on. Eight years. Wow. He said, I took my time. You don't want to rush something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah no doubt. How long have you been walking with the Lord, man? Come on. It was rough. Yeah, that's awesome. 
come on, dude, no wonders. Yeah, one of my close buddies who run for years out of the Seattle area, he, he went to Teen Challenge and was really out there. Wow, so you got baptized the whole bit. Come on, dude. You mind if I pray for you? I, I really feel, bro, that you're going to carry an aspect of ears to hear. And there's going to be a sign on you in this generation of ears to hear. Man, there's going to be this inner knowing that you carry in the generation. They're going to be like, how did you know that? You're like, I don't really know how I knew that. But it's an inner knowing by the Lord. A river is going to flow out of you in the prophetic, man. He's going to use you as a powerful mouthpiece. And that, those purity portals in your ears, man, I love it. So Jesus saying, thank you, Lord. Ears to hear. Rivers flow out of this young man. Power and purity flow. I see you even blooming right now. Watch the spring. I see you as a flower starting to open up and blossom for the kingdom of heaven. It'll come quick. You said, man, winter's not even here yet or fall. But watch the spring when the flowers begin to bud. There's a quick work, a quick work. Do it, Jesus, on all four sides. There's four petals, all four sides. Surround him, seal him by the spirit. Be glorified mightily through him. In Jesus' name. Amen. Man, that felt really good. <laughs> I wanted to touch those. Those are awesome. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, so this purity, though, is really, really beautiful how the Lord's um, beginning to work this in the bride. And I'm just seeing him start to amp it up in a real precious way. But like I was mentioning before, the grace of God, thank, thank him for it. But I'm seeing him begin to emphasize the cooperation from our end. Not to negate his grace. Hebrews 10, 14, I was just going here, says, listen to this. It's one of the most beautiful verses ever. Thank God it's there. It says, from God's lens, it says, God has forever made perfect those that are being made holy. Isn't that crazy? It's like, what? Being perfect? Wait, how? You know, in some say sanctified, however you want to read it. But the beauty of this is God has forever made perfect those that are being made holy, meaning there's a sanctification of walking out your salvation, ever so yielding into more of his likeness and purification. Does that make sense to you guys? While yet he still sees you through the lens of the blood of Jesus as perfect. Isn't that awesome? And that's not a license of like, sweet, I'm going to go sin now. He sees me as perfect. Not at all. But listen, read, you know, just start reading through Romans, Hebrews, whatever. He, he's calling for no compromise. But also you see the love and grace for him. He sees you as perfect, but he's forever making you holy. And I see this pathway getting narrower, which to me is so beautiful because it's freeing people up. Listen, if you want to go to the next phase in destiny, the, the sins and the entanglements and the little foxes from the past chapter can't get through. The doorway's tighter now. Let's try it, and you will not graduate. And it doesn't mean he loves you any less or you miss salvation, but you won't get through. It's tighter now. It's, it's tighter now, the narrow path. But when you hit it, it leads to all of life and freedom. And there's no bondage. It's just, you know, it's, it's a free, free place. But I'm just seeing it all over the word, and the Lord emphasize it to his people for a higher level of purity. You know, who, who may ascend the hill of God? He that has clean hands and a pure heart. Look, I was just in Chronicles the other day looking at Solomon's temple. And I won't bog you down too much here, but I begin to see this connection that Solomon made. He, he, he basically has ten wash basins made, okay? Five on each side, north wall, south wall. There's two temples at the entrance to the presence of God, the temple, right? One he named Jachin, one he named Boaz. Boaz is debatable, but, but this version I love. Jachin was on the south side of the temple, a pillar. Boaz, these temples to enter, 
to get into the presence of God. Boaz on the right. Jacob, Jacob means established. Boaz means quickly. And there's a quick establishment happening for those that will abide and get deep into the presence of God. Okay, number one. But on these same walls, you see him make these ten basins for clean, the cleaning utensils for the sacrifices, five on each wall. Then you see this sea. They call it a big pool, basically, like 16,000 gallons of water, something like this, and uh, which would represent Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the Holy Spirit that washes us and makes us clean. And so even within that, you see the Psalm 24. You see the clean hands and a pure heart. The basins, you would clean the utensils that were the works of your hands with the sacrifice. But it says the sea, the priests had to be cleaned in the sea themselves. And it's beautiful. I can even see just a figurative language in there of, of clean hands and a pure heart. Listen, sometimes even within the church, we have clean hands, meaning your outward deeds and what you do and what is seen on the outward. But our hearts aren't pure. You guys know what I mean? And he's going through the hands, into the heart, the thoughts, everything to such a pure, pure level. Look, look motives. The Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, like a fine-tooth comb, he's going through. And he's checking motives. Why would you do that? Why are you doing that right now? I didn't tell you to do that. Why are you listening to that? It's not pleasing to me. Listen, something lately I've been doing more and more and wanting to and convey to my kids. And, and, um, and those are just teaching and training, discipling is we want to be a vessel that's so precious and inviting and pleasing to the Holy Spirit at all times. He's named the Holy Spirit for a reason. Or that's his description, obviously, the Holy Spirit. And so we want to always be in a posture of pleasing him when nobody's watching. Whether you're going to get the brownie points or a pat on the back, that has nothing to do with it. It's him. You want to go home one day, every day, or your hotel or work, whatever it is, and be able to look Jesus right in the face. And you'll make mistakes. This isn't a condemning thing. Look, we've all fallen short of the glory of God, but pick back up, wash me, Jesus. I love Steve Hill. He was an evangelist at the Brownsville Revival. He would always say that, look, when he'd you know, make mistakes, he would say, wash me, Jesus. It's very simple. Repentance is just a simple shift of the heart. It's a training and a turning and a weight. I've been going this way. That's not the Lord. Help me, Lord, turn. Wash me, Jesus. Wash me. Make me new. And you turn again. And you turn again. And then you turn again. And then you're never walking that way again. You understand? You guys tracking with me? Wash me. And Holy Spirit, his voice will get way more clear. The more there's mixture, his voice is obscure. You say, some people, well, I can't hear God's voice very clearly. Just help him show you sometimes there's mixture. Because the Holy Spirit does not mix with the world. Listen to me. He loves sinners, but the wicked, the sin, no, sir. He has no time for it. Listen to me. Not at all. Man, perfect religion's James says, you know, the widows, the poor, take care of them all, but also those that keep themselves pure and from being stained by this world. We're not to be a part of it at all. There is no, well, it's relevant. No, relevant is living in complete holiness and purity, one with Jesus Christ. That's relevant. That's where power will flow. That's where the anointing will flow. And it's not a works thing. It's I'm so in love with Jesus. Wait, you don't like this? Okay, I don't like that. You like that? I love that. That's all it is. Holy Spirit, what's perfect and true? You lead the way. You're everything. You're everything. I want to please you. And he's so kind and patient. Listen, he really, really is. You watch Jonah, the story with Jonah. He's so patient. And then Jonah finally obeys. He relents judgment on Nineveh, and Jonah flips out. He's like, see, I knew you would relent. You're a God of mercy. You're slow to anger, patient, kind, and all these things. And so 
But the Holy Spirit will begin to nudge you, and the more you yield and are pliable, he'll become, his voice will become strong. His leadings will become more clear. Does that make sense to you guys? And so we just want to start to cut th the obvious things for sure, but he's going to the non-obvious things. And he's, he's not allowing us to crutch off of pointing our fingers at somebody else anymore. Have you ever done that? You just, all you do is go to the next person that, like, is living in a, with less of a standard to make yourself feel better. Have, is that, have I been the only one that's done that? <laughs> like, where you're like, yeah, but so-and-so, their bar's down here. My bar's super high, you know. And none, none of that works. Jesus is the model. And there's this level of purity. That's all. I just want to encourage you guys to yield to him. Let the Holy Spirit come in, clean house. And you'll watch this graduation, this level of Jesus that can walk in in such a more potent, pure, powerful way. Um, purify yourselves. Tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders amongst you in Joshua. Over and over again. Uh, we are to lay aside those sins that so easily entangle us. Second Timothy 2, Paul writes to uh, Timothy. He says, look, if you want to be used specially for God, he says, all you got to do is keep yourself clean. Keep yourself pure. You guys tracking with me? I feel like I was neglecting this section. You all are so beautiful and handsome. But keeping ourselves clean and pure right now. Listen, turn off the nonsense. Okay, news is another one. I'm just going to go here. I can feel it. Listen, the vacuum of the news that's sucking people in, just ask the Holy Spirit if he enjoys it. I get some of it, but I love, I think it was Bill Johnson said, he says, if you watch it, you need to immediately let the Holy Spirit have you pray about it and pray into it and intercede. Be productive. Does that make sense? But a lot of people, um, social media, there's just so many vacuums. Listen to him. I'm going to tell you something a little mystical or whatever, but recently I saw this in prayer. I saw the Lord turn the dial on a watch in the heavens. And I was like, that's interesting. It was like he was speeding up the time, like speeding up the the which the Lord, you all know, he runs everything. He's not taken back by anything. There was things we look at now before all this year, and I was like, ah, it makes sense. But when you've never seen something hit the earth before, you're like prophetically like, I don't know how that's going to happen. And, but he runs it all. But as soon as I saw that, it's almost like he allowed. Uh, listen, I don't believe the Lord by any means is ordaining what's going on, but you better believe he's using it. He'll use it. Listen, he'll checkmate the enemy on every front. You say, yeah, go ahead. Actually, I'll turn up the dial let you overplay your cards. Go ahead. Play them real strong in this hour because I'm raising up my company because the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will possess the earth like the waters of the sea. Go ahead. Go ahead. Play your biggest cards, biggest and baddest ones. Go ahead. Listen, the, the Bible says even the Antichrist can't come out. There's times and seasons, but right now, I'm just telling you what I saw. I saw the Lord amp up the speed of time, and that's why you're starting to see a lot of progression now. Right after that, craziest thing, but you guys get the prophetic. You already told me you did, so don't, don't use it against me. I'm teasing. Uh, but I see these jellyfish-like figures start to descend out of the heavens, the dark realm, start to amp up the dark agenda in the earth. And the Lord's like, bring it, because my son's coming. The wrath of the Lamb's coming. Read the Bible. Listen, Revelation 6, it's, it's no joke. Jesus, and it's all through perfect love who he is. But it's, it's all going to conclude back to him, and you just want to be on the right side of the fence. That's all. Um, but I see these jellyfish-type figures come out, and I begin to do my homework on them. And I knew, too, it was, it was going to be even through the summer picking up. This was before it hit the summer. Uh, because jellyfish, we all know, the only time you know about them is in the summer when you go to the beach. You know what I'm saying? That's how I know seasons and things. And... Uh, and I, re I read up on them, and they apparently l released these 
arrows into you, these, these little things, they, they can somehow shoot into you. I didn't know this. You know, I was reminded of Psalm 91, a recent dream. I love that Miles quoted that, that the Lord was showing now more than ever, we've got to abide under the shadow, deep, deep intimacy, marry the presence of God. And that's how the arrows that fly by day, they won't stick in you. But somebody just emailed our ministry. I don't know who it was. And sure enough, on July 2nd, they caught this, this, this picture in the sky. You can look it up or hopefully, um, I don't know how we could share it, but it got emailed to our ministry and it's legit. Uh, they literally called it jellyfish sprites. Uh, I think that's what they're called. That the, the way the weather pattern worked, and they were even red in color, which is similar to how I saw it. Um, caught this crazy weather pattern of all these lightning strikes. They look just like jellyfish descending out of the heavens. So crazy. And so just want to encourage you guys, the Lord always wins. He, he's never caught back by surprise. But also what you're seeing is kind of an amping up of, of the two agendas. Dark, darkness is getting more dark, and light's getting more light and more pure and more full of power and more called back to its true identity. And that's why I don't like when somebody on the other side wants to try and force you under their umbrella. I don't do that. God bless you. I love you. But I do the umbrella of Jesus Christ, the umbrella of this. And, and listen, right now, devour this. You say, well, I know, brother, the word. But, but there's a lot of people saying that, and it just stays dusty. I, I mean, daily, listen, devour this right now. I've been, the, the Lord, I wouldn't bog down the time with the revelations that have been coming, but he's, he's pointing back to this like never before. You're B-I-B-L-E. Go deep, man. Old Testament through the new. There's such a fresh wind on it. Um, the, the word of God. Listen to me. The, the Bible's clear. One of the things I had seen prophetically for 2020 was that out of Timothy where it says there's going to be people starting to fall away and drift by myths and teachings that tickle their ears. We, you, you can't go for the tickling. You say, Holy Spirit, show me this thing. You know all things. You, you wrote this. All scripture is God-breathed. And don't fall for the, well, it's not relevant from their cultural time. It was this, that, and the other. And uh, now, don't get me wrong, I love, like, Pastor John, he'll take you into deep. He's a, he's a doctor in theology. So study to show yourself approved. Go into the Hebrew group. I do all of it. But I mean there's certain doctrines out there that the Bible says clear. It says it's doctrines of demons. That's what's called doctrines of. It takes parts of the word and it twists it. And it contradicts the word. you got to be solid in this thing right now. Read it deep. Don't be moved. And, you know, find the balance of love and grace with people, but don't come off of this. You guys know what I'm saying? And because uh, the, the collision's kind of increasing, and there's just going to be ever-increasing light and darkness more clear. The gray area is kind of being removed. And this right here is what we've got to stay firm on. Um, Joshua basically says, if you want to succeed, meditate on it day and night. Never turn from this. Psalm 119, I want to encourage you to devour it. The longest psalm there is, it's all about the word. It says, how, do you, how, do you, how does a young person keep themselves pure? By obeying the word, devouring the word. Listen, Ephesians 5.27, this is what he's doing right now. He's washing. The, the Bible says literally this is a washing fountain of life. Jesus says, blood. this Bible, it says it washes the bride and clean, cleanses her. It says, wash, washing by the water of the word. Ephesians 5.27, it says, the Lord's looking for a, a bride without spot or wrinkle. Say, so, well, how do I attain that? Fall madly in love with Jesus and his word. Because, look, you just, you say, well, man, it doesn't, it's not making a whole lot of sense. Just keep devouring it. Listen, if, it, if you feel like it's not making a lot of sense, what I'll do, I'll just tell you, is I'll close it for a little bit. Go pray in the Holy Ghost for 30 minutes to an hour. The Holy Spirit authored this thing. 
get saturated in his presence and then crack it back open. Like, oh my goodness, it's a pop-up book. How, how many of you guys pray in the Holy Spirit? Go for it. Listen, well, it doesn't make sense logically, n- neither to me, but go for it anyway. That, the Bible doesn't ask for your logic to make sense with it. You're like, yeah, but it's like ha-ta-ta-ta-ta for two hours. <laughs> well, then every once in a while, throw in a ha-ta-ta-ba, throw in a abba, whatever. <laughs> Listen, to trust the mystery. <laughs> Listen, my tongues, man, it's simple. I want to encourage you and just demystify it, free you up, go for it. Super simple. Every once in a while, some pretty wild ones will slip in there. And I'm like, woo, that was great. Don't know. Anyway, but listen, go for it. Focus on him. The Bible is clear. It says it edifies your Holy Spirit. Smith Wigglesworth said some read the Bible in Hebrew. Some read it in Greek. I read it in the Holy Ghost. Do the Hebrew and the Greek, but read it by the Holy Ghost. He pops it open like, oh, my, it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. So listen, take full half hour, hour, hours if you can, whatever, but pray in the Holy Ghost. Get strong in the spirit. Sometimes we're misaligned because we're too heavy in the soul. This is your mind, your will and emotions, what somebody told you, your to-do list for the day. And the Holy Ghost doesn't care about any of that. You know what I mean? He does, but he cares about glorifying Jesus in and through you. And so you pray in the Holy Spirit. I'll pace. I don't know. I learned it in Bible college, and I enjoy it. Or I'll sit in Indian style and rock. There's my buddy. He's so swole. Um, you know, and it's funny. Everywhere I go, I've got these four. I go, listen, I'm going to just tell you. Take you into my prayer closet. One, two, three, four. Ha, ta, ta, shamba. One, two, three, four. Turn. Ha, ta, haba, abba. One, <laughs> two, three, four. Turn. And, and then before you know it, I'm lost. I'm not there. But there's this pattern that gets walked in all my carpets of my closets. Like, I remember the last time I sold one and they came in. My mom was a realtor on that one. They, they were like, what happened in here? <laughs> Literally walked a trench through there. I walked miles in tongues. Rambe stay, rande. And he'll come, man. And the, uh, the, the beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit, I can feel him right now. He, he brings into remembrance all things pertaining him. There'll be an obscurity there. Braste brina na. Clarity, remembrance. Somebody told you this, or God gave you this dream. Remember that person you saw yesterday? Uh, I I meant for you to connect to them. He'll bring remembrance, clarity, wisdom, plans of God that you could have never seen before. Listen, pray in the Holy Ghost. Don't care what anybody thinks about it. If your spouse thinks you're dumb, say, just watch my fruit, honey, (laughs) or or hubby, (laughs) or whatever. Because the, the the fruit's undeniable. Undeniable. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Crank up some anointed music. Um, get in the word and let's just go for this thing and ask him, you know, he's the one that purifies. So he gives the grace, but there is a yielding on our end. And far too often I'm seeing, and I've been guilty of this plenty, but where we justify little foxes and he's, he'll sit back as long as you want. But he's like, look, the chapter I'm taking my bride into this path is super narrow and listen, but you want that path. It's the most freeing you ever walked on full of power and anointing, and clarity, and intimacy, which is the highest prize in life. To know him, to just hear him say anything is all of life. Listen, this is eternal life, to know you intimately. It's getting really good over here. Um, Yep. So anyway... um, yeah, man, I can just feel it. But we, we want to yield like never before, um, fall madly in love with him, get full of the Holy Spirit, stay deep in the word, and just watch. Just stay that course. Don't ever come off of it. 
Like that's where you want to be legalistic. You know what I mean? Not really, but just stay on it. The discipline to is another diligence, fervency. The fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. Well, I'm very fervent, but if the righteousness isn't there, you won't availeth anything. Righteousness. Matthew 6, 33, seek my kingdom. There it is again first, and his righteousness. How do you know there's a seeking of righteousness? Make me pure, Lord. Search my heart, O Lord. Purify me. Find anything in me that's not of you. Pull it out. Paul writes to pursue godliness. So we're, we're forever made perfect, but also there's a pursuing, a training in godliness, a yielding. Help me, Lord. Help me tame my tongue. Help me walk in humility. He's like, look at me more. Got it. You're everything. But I want to reflect you. I want to really please you today. And I messed up 20 times. He's like, that's okay. I love you. Tomorrow will be 19. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Next day, 18. You're doing amazing. And then whoops, 22 on Thursday. Dang it. But that person was aggravating. You know, it's like, well, <laughs> get back up, Jesus. You're everything to me. I just want to please you. That's it. I can't get back yesterday. You're everything to me. Listen, that's one thing that's undeniable. Each and every one of you sitting here, you cannot deny that you can read it in the word. All of our callings are very different, how we display God, all that. But you are made for him, period. There's not a human that walks the globe that wasn't specifically created for him intimately and for him to use you. And then our yielding, our yieldedness to that will really uh, see what plays out from there. But I just want to encourage you guys, each and every one, whatever our call looks like, He's on the edge of having longing to be one with us, and we've, we've also got to yield into that. So, so come on, Jesus. Awesome. Let's leave room for prayer. Um, if the worship team wants to come or if you have tracks or whatever. How many of you need healing in your body? Come on, man. Come on. I'm excited about healing, not, not your sickness. <laughs> the Lord's going to touch you. It's beautiful. I don't know if Pastor Jonathan, that, that man's still sleeping good, but we were at their church uh, military, PSTD, or whatever. And listen, this, I love, I've been telling the story. It's so beautiful. He had his, he's good? Come on, Jesus. He even had his dog with him um, in the service, I guess, to comfort him. And I think that's awesome. I'll tell you a quick story. Kid you not, this happened while they're coming. On a plane, and remember him, a few weeks ago, flying to North Carolina. Judah's with me on this one. I look over. Judah noticed at first, the lady had a, one of the pet bags with her. I said, oh, I must have her dog with her. Okay, cool. Check out in prayer. Planes are a great secret place. You just need some good noise-canceling headphones. And uh, you get the chip eaters, man, they <laughs> dig in their back, <laughs> and they don't chew with their mouth closed. You're like, Jesus, you're everything. <laughs> so you need the real quality noise-canceling. But I happen to come out and look, and I kid you not, she starts pulling what was supposed to be a dog out of her back. She pulls her pet chicken out of the bag. I'm not kidding. I was like, I'm in a vision right now. There's no way there's a chicken across the aisle for me on a plane. I don't know how she talked the airlines into this. And she's just sitting there like just every other day, just sitting there just petting her chicken. Just looking out the airplane window, petting her chicken. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So I had to ask her. I normally wouldn't do this. I said, ma'am, is that a rooster or a chicken? She said, oh, no, it's a hen. She lays eggs. Had her eight years. She's the sweetest thing. I was like, oh, my goodness. And I, I kid you, my mind goes here. I'm so childlike sometimes. I really thought, I was like, man, he, he was looking out the window. I was like, I wonder if he thinks ever, like, well, if, if this is what it's like to fly because chickens don't fly. I'm like, I guarantee he thought it at least once. But anyway, but me and uh, 
uh, Pastor John, we were praying for this precious man. Listen, thoughts, and, and it just rattled in his mind. The whole leeches, life sucked out of him. Couldn't sleep, I believe, not getting sleep, and it's so powerful. We go to pray for him. Uh, maybe y'all can help me, man, tonight if y'all have time. Pastor John Miles, we just whatever, but just jump in. There's some heavyweights in here. Anyway, uh, it was beautiful. Uh, I thought we were going to give him some big profound breakdown, but this, this is all Pastor John. He says, listen to me. He was going on and on about all his issues and this and other. And Pastor John says, the anointing breaks the yoke. I was like, oh, that's good. Lay hands on me next. <laughs> the anointing breaks the yoke. We lay hands on him. Bam. Didn't he testify the, the next morning? you mind telling him quick? I just want to build faith. He, he testified, I think, Sunday. Huh? It was the first time he'd had a full night's sleep in years. So he's a vet, PTSD, and uh, just extremely full of static, anxiety, noise. But just a simple word. The anointing broke the oak. Come on. Static. That, that's the best word ever. That's, you could feel it. And some of you are there, and that's okay. But listen to me. The anointing breaks the yoke. The baptismo of the Holy Spirit. And all you have to do is be hungry. That's it. Like, touch me, Lord. Even just a little bit. He's so, listen, all he needs is a little bit. You don't feel like you have to be some perfect status for him to meet you. He just needs a little bit of hunger. And even if you're not, you may get swept in. I'm just, just warning you. I'll never forget John G. Lake, one of my heroes. He, uh, listen to me, man. I feel the Lord going back to the days of old. Power, raw power is going to hit the earth. There's a vision I saw years ago of Jack Coe and A.A. Allen and their, those people from those days. Latter rain movement. T healing tents. They would just yank people out of wheelchairs. Jack Coe, there's a cancerous... Uh, growth on a person's face, just pulled it off in the name of Jesus Christ, brand new skin. Crossed-eyed lady, wham. He puts, he says, get the camera here, up front and center. Laid hands, Jesus' name, be healed. Pulled his hands off, straight eyes. A.A. Um, a. Allen had a meeting, documented, recorded, a young boy, 26 creative miracles happened in his body in one meeting. Um, man, that those days of power, Smith Wigglesworth, but listen to the purity. Um, I'm forgetting his name, who was under him. Under Smith Wigglesworth. Uh, yeah, Lester Summerall. Yeah, he comes to, listen, he comes to Smith Wigglesworth's house over in England. Gruff man, he was a plumber. Didn't even start ministry until about the age of 40. Smith Wigglesworth read only the Bible ever his whole life, read nothing else. Powerful man. I, I wouldn't advise his tactics in prayer lines. <laughs> they were a little rough, but they said one time a person had a tumor in their stomach. He jacks them, uppercuts them. Bam, Mike Tyson right in the stomach. And the tumor comes flying out of their throat, healed instantly. And he says, I'm not punching them. I'm punching the devil in them. He punted a baby back to life. Sorry. He would say, look, first person that gets in the aisle will be healed right now. Jesus, and people would run to the aisles, first foot touch, healings, miracles. Uh, but Lester Summerall come to, came to his house, had the daily newspaper under his arm. Just the newspaper, no big deal. Smith Wigglesworth said on the spot, he said, what's that? What's under your arm? They said it was real gruff. Not, how you been, man? How's the day? Top of the morning to you. No, what's under your arm? He goes, the daily newspaper. He goes, lies. Those don't come in my house. Called him out on the spot, made him leave it down with his umbrella out by the, the potted plant at the front door. Wouldn't even let newspaper in his house. 
purity, holiness, things that aren't pleasing to him. Well, you're getting a little legalistic, brother, a little out there. Well, watch me. I'm going further then. Because if, if it pleases him, I don't care what you think. I don't care what, you know, the status quo. And, and well, you're just not on the up and up. You just don't know what's current relevant. No, what's relevant is him. What's relevant is his precious presence, man. What's relevant is his gaze. The clarity of him, man. really pray messes us up what's relevant is him he's the only thing well you're so heavenly minded you're no earthly good no that's that's the biggest lie you ever heard on planet earth those that are most heavenly minded are the only ones earthly good otherwise you're just running around hamster wheeling it martha's running around doing nothing talking a big game you know a lot there's no substance he's not there and uh so just want to encourage you guys this is the hour man you can feel he's like yeah 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 very excited not angry so passionate and loving but it's like look i'm up here i walk on the highway of holiness that's why i sent john the baptist to straighten crooked paths because i walk on straight ones and they're super narrow because it's just me i'm just just me nothing else outside of me can fit on these paths just me because you come to me and that's how you get to the father so anyway john g lake if you say man i just don't feel there yet it doesn't matter anyway. We'll pray for you. I just want to build your faith. A, a man came to John G. Lake. Uh, he was in South Africa. Crazy miracles. Um, they said he would get up and look at the mirror almost daily or something like this. And he would look in the mirror and he would say, God lives in that man. He had such a reality that God was in him, John G. Lake. He would look in the mirror, not out of arrogance, but God lives in that man. And I'm in him. There'd be points where the press of the people this happened to Jesus would come so much to get healed for the sick, he would lay hands on like a tree stump or a rock and say, just touch the rock now. That's Acts 19. Handkerchiefs would touch Paul and be taken and touch people. They'd be healed in their bodies. Shrieking devils would leave. Back in Spokane, Washington, it was recorded the most healthy city in the U.S., recorded by like the mayor in the newspapers. Why? Because his ministry was there. Pockets of glory. Possessing people that are really in love with Jesus is going to happen. Listen to me. Safe places where there's just a bubble of glory. Persecution, yeah, it's, it's going to come. But it, Stephen, he was so lost in Jesus, he didn't even care. I'm just going to be lovers that are so caught up persecutions like, and it was a recent dream on that. But um, this man comes in, John G. Lake. He looks at him. He says, look, I'm going I'm to be straight up with you. I have no faith in any of this. Somebody told me to come to you. I'm sick. I don't believe for any of this stuff. The, the, the story goes, John G. Lake kicked his head back and laughed in his face. He says, look here, boy, I got enough faith for both of us. Be healed in Jesus' name. He was healed on the spot. So some of you, the Lord's like, look, where, just you, you made a bad decision even getting in the building. <laughs> Heaven can just meet you and take you over. So I want to build your faith. But expectancy to and lean in Jesus. Just, I don't want to be here anymore. It's been great, but I want, there's more. You know, you can feel that there's more. I want to go through that doorway, through that bridesmaid's doorway, that wedding feast of a new place with you. And just want to build your faith in that. And um, we're going to pray. So, yeah, if you want to stand, we'll make, make room. And... this in my back pocket is that okay and then I'll put it back in Jesus name be healed be 
be healed in Jesus' name. Look, we were in Brazil. This is one of Bill Faith for Miracles. And a young man, he had his head split open. You could see the scar and all the way down his leg. Young man, motorcycle accident, brain damage, meaning he lost parts of his brain. Okay, equilibrium shot. He couldn't run anymore, barely walk. And he was, his mom said he was fully depressed ever since because he couldn't play soccer anymore. We're in Brazil. And yeah, the gift of faith came, I felt, because it was just almost like it was impossible. It wasn't going to happen. That, that didn't always happen. But anyway, so I began to pray for him. Fogo. It's basically fire in Portuguese. It's very close to Spanish, which would be fuego, but fogo. Jesus' name, be healed. Jesus' name, be healed. I started laying hands on his leg. You see a scar, and then the main thing is brain damage. How many know brain damage doesn't just heal up on its own? It's, you need to create a miracle. You need more brains back. So in Jesus' name, be healed by the power of God. How many of you know the Bible, Acts 10, 38? Yeah, I think this is that authority, man. Miles was feeling, I could feel it. Just authority, God's power. Acts 10, 38 says, Jesus went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. All. He wasn't like, no, nah, you're good for today. We'll wait. No, not you. No, healing all. This is what Jesus did. You and I, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, went around doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. But anyway, Fogu, be healed, Jesus' name. Uh, I said, start running. He starts running in place. He's about to fall over. So if you're watching it from the outside, you're like, yeah, no, nothing. Jesus' name, keep running. I'm talking through the interpreter. Fogu, be healed. In Jesus' name, all of a sudden, something clicked, bam. And he starts running instantly in place, healed on the spot. Only your equilibrium can line up like this. So I look over. His mom starts crying. And then at the same time, it hits him. He's like, wait, I'm really running. This is impossible. He starts weeping. So I tell him, start running up and down the building. He's healed on the spot in Jesus' name. Uh, another lady came to, to mock us, really, in Columbia. Um, rich lady. My friend noticed her purse. He's like, well, that's a $6,000 purse. You women would know what they are. I don't know what it is. But we found out later she was mocking our meetings, and her daughters made her come. Her knees were shot. She couldn't even stand up, really, or do anything. But we get by her. And I think I had a word of knowledge. I knew something. She needed healing in her knees. I said, get up. I didn't know this is the lady that thought we were flakes, you know. And uh, get up in Jesus' name. I, I commanded her. There was a very authoritative feel you could tell. So she listened to me, thank goodness. And she was healed on the spot. How many of you know often the Lord will pick out the, the mockers on purpose to display his power? Uh, deafness in ears, barren wombs, whatever your issue is. Uh, blindness in eyes, just miracles we've seen over the years. I want to encourage you guys, legs shorter than the other grow out. If, often, people don't know this, but if your lower back's been hurting you, often there's a misalignment in a leg shorter than the other. And it's effortless for the, in, in the glory of God. You can sit in a chair and stick your legs straight out, and you'll see them misaligned. And so whatever you're dealing with, blood diseases, issues like this, um, whether it be trauma and, and sleep, you're sleep deprived, things like this. The Lord wants to set you free. The Bible says, wherever the Holy Spirit is, there's liberty. You guys tracking with me? So I want to raise your expectancy, faith, um, financial miracles, relational, whatever. But just look to heaven right now. We're going to pray. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Be glorified. You're everything. You're everything. Be glorified. Jesus, walk the aisles. Touch your people. Right now, just begin to receive. Right where you're at, just begin to look and step into him. The Bible says, while Peter yet spoke, the Holy Spirit began to fall on the people. Be filled with the Holy Spirit right now. All over this building. 
through media be filled with the power of God. Come, Holy Spirit, fire, authority, power. Be healed in your body. Spirits of infirmity, loose you now in Jesus' name. That striving, that shame, you know, there's, there's shame that's really uh, haunted some of you and guilt i bind it that's not the voice of god at all the enemy's lying to you be free in jesus name those thoughts be free right now Yeah, now all over this place, just begin to sing in the Spirit to the Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. If He be lifted up, He'll draw us unto Him. Come, Holy Spirit. Sweep in this place right now. Begin the baptismo. Holy Spirit baptism. Ramana naye neye. Shimrabaste, Brondo, Rene, 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 Brina, Brina. Ramana naye. Brambande, Rosto, Rosto, Rosto. There it is. Just step into him. Get lost in the presence of God right now. Yeah, don't worry about the person next to you. Just let it out, a joyful noise. Let rivers flow out of your belly. Rivers flow. Ooh, there it is. Just get lost, man. Who cares? Who cares? Why? 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 There it is. Authority, freedom, liberty. Hit the house. Ramande, Rosto, 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 Rosto. Fire. Uramana Nayene. Be filled. <laughs> there it is. Be filled. Uramaye. Urama. Be filled. Rande, 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 Rande. There it is. Y'all go ahead and just play something. Just you can amp it up, amp it up. We're going to pray. There it is. Just continue to focus on him. Yeah. There it is. Stir up hunger. Lean into him. Rambande, rosto, rosto, rosto. Ooh, yep, it's a new day. More, more, more. Yamanaye, 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 Nehi. Rambasto, Rene, Rambande. Whirlwinds, whirlwinds, whirlwinds. Jesus, Jesus, be glorified. Jesus, be glorified.
Jesus be glorified. Oramayana Ramando Rosto be filled. Oh, Miles, you you have any order? You want to do it or? Yeah, are you? <laughs> yeah, yep. Okay, sounds good. You want to lay hands with me? Is that cool? Pastor John, you want to roll with us? Is that okay? Or I don't want to hold you up, but awesome. Yeah, so if you want prayer and any leaders you have, um, we want to invite you. You need healing in your body. just a fresh touch from heaven. Uh, myself, Pastor John Miles, we're going to be mowing through here and just be in a, a place of receiving. As Pastor John said, the anointing breaks the yoke. You can come now. Sorry, I don't know if I said that part. <laughs> but in line up the sides, the back, we have catchers. You just be hungry and get lost in him. Don't worry about the rest. We're going to come through. And feel free to work your way up these sides so we can get to everybody. Yeah, spread out up the aisles. Be filled in Jesus' name. Yeah, if you guys just want to let it rip, you can just. There is river of glory. Glory, flow, the currents of the presence of God right now sweep through this front. Just focus on Him. Yeah. Wow, lightnings of God. The lightnings of God. <laughs> 